3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hi, gang. Well, did did you miss me? I know the yes. answer. No, <laughs> I know the answer. Because I listened to last week's podcast. And you guys didn't miss me. Heck, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the listeners are going, were you gone, Bob? I didn't even know you weren't there. Well, it's good to be back. I missed you. Believe it or not, I'm out on a cruise and it's Tuesday and I'm thinking, oh man, I'm missing the podcast. Hey, <laughs> welcome. Welcome back. Welcome to episode, golly, we're up to episode 19. That's a one wow. with a nine after it. We're getting there. Of the Rise and Run podcast. I'm Bob. I'm real happy to be back with you. I am here with Alicia. Hello. Greg. Hey, hey, hey. Lexi. Hello. John. How you doing? And Jack. <laughs> Hi. Don't laugh, Jack. It's you. We're glad you're here today. <laughs> Got a full house tonight. That's always a lot of fun. We talked about the Princess Weekend coming up next week in last week's episode. We have to start with the old apologies and alibis because not that we got anything wrong, but things have changed just a little bit and we want to update you on that. Uh, Lexi, you got any updates on that? Literally like the day that the podcast released, <laughs> Disney yep. gave us an event guide update. Um, previously, they were not offering transportation to uh, the Thursday yoga, and now they are. Well, that's that's a good thing. It didn't make any sense to begin with. I wonder if that was just a mistake. I think they would do it to all of the races. Yeah. Uh, and like events of the weekend, because they do it to yeah. the expo. You know, but exactly. now they are. Maybe they got enough people complaining about it that they did something. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe, maybe it's just an we oversight. influence them. <laughs> yeah. let, let's let, let's look yes. at it that way. Maybe we influence them that they I need like to that, provide Greg. transportation. I like the way you're thinking, man. Now it it does look like here on on the event guide though that it it looks like it's working a little bit differently as opposed to. You know, there's going to be like several buses there to pick up people. It it's almost sounds like, an, and Lexi, correct me if I'm wrong here. It's like you got one shot to get on the bus, and if you miss that oh. bus, you're you're on your own kind of thing. And it looks like there's like different like loops or routes or whatever. So you just need to look at the event guide, find your resort, and then make sure you're out front before before that time. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like from what I was reading, it was a much harder cut off than the races are. Of, yeah. with the races you kind of have you know a little bit of time to oh i've got to go get on the bus with the yoga it was like no you better be there i see <laughs> yeah like i i can give you a couple of examples here so like bus route one is all-star movies and all-star music actually i'll just quickly run these down real fast uh bus route two is both uh kadani and jumbo house at animal kingdom lodge if you're staying at Coronado Springs, you have your own. 
Route four is the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian. Route five is Fort Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge, and the Contemporary, which does include Bay Lake as well. Uh, Route six is both Port Orleans French Quarter and Riverside. Route seven, actually, this is going to be a big route, uh, Old Key West and Saratoga Springs. Route 8 is Caribbean Beach and Riviera. Route 9 is the Swan, Dolphin, Yacht, Beach, and Boardwalk. And then Route 10 is Pop Century and Art of Animation. Mm -hmm. Greg, I didn't hear Shades of Green in there. I I don't know. Uh, Typically, I know on trips back, Shades of Green is the same bus as Polly and Grand Grand Floridian. It's just across Mm -hmm. the street. I think the one thing I would recommend is when you get to your resort, check and see what it says in your resort about transportation to yoga. And if you don't see anything, ask about it. The other big announcement that just dropped today, as of February 17th, masks are going to be optional except on transportation. So all indoor and outdoor locations, if you are vaccinated, masks are optional. Right. Um, it, for all of the monorail and the Skyliner and the buses, um, it's you still have to wear your mask. But um, you don't um, in the shops or in the attractions. And, um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. We're, we're glad. I'm, speaking personally, I'm glad to see it. Mm-hmm. Be- Becky and I were talking about driving over just to enjoy not having to wear a mask, but I think we'll pass. One thing to note as it relates to this news that dropped, but also as it relates to Run Disney, is it almost kind of sounds like a little bit of conflicting information. But if when you go on the event guide and you do click on the event safety portion of it, and the first bullet point, it says, and I'm reading directly from the document, face coverings are required for guests in all indoor locations, regardless of vaccination status, including the Run Disney Health and Fitness Expo, medical tent, theme park restrooms, and uh, Disney buses, monorails, and Skyliners. But the second bullet point says, for more information, see the most updated face covering requirements. That has a hyperlink. And when you click that, that takes you to the infographic that has been making the rounds today in the news about, you know, Disney announcing this news about, you know, having, um, you know, masks being optional for vaccinated guests. So, again, in theory, it's a little bit of a conflicting information, but at least we would have to assume the biggest change as this relates to Princess Weekend and, and Springtime Surprise is you just won't uh, you won't be required to wear a mask at the expo, but obviously for the buses that will still be required, which I believe digging in a little bit on Twitter today, they believe that the reason why they're still having on transportation is that all of that still falls under the federal mandate through the TSA uh, in terms of face coverings. But as of now, that is supposed to expire in the middle of March. But again, nobody knows if that's going to be extended yeah. or if, if that will expire as well. So that, that you know, so if you're wondering why do I still have to wear it on the bus, that's most likely the reason why. Yeah, but Greg, again, I think you're right. Yeah, but thing, things could be completely different for springtime surprise. So we'll just have to wait and see. Okay, so those are our big apologies and alibis. 
And last minute thoughts and gang, you did a great job uh, covering Princess. It's it's now by the time we release, it'll be one week away. Um, I, I just want to toss in a couple of my thoughts here, please. If you want to add to or comment on, uh, just jump in. The first one, I heard you all talking about the expo and my experiences with the expo is I go there first day, but I go after lunch and I don't really have to fight the crowds. There's still stuff there, but it's one of the cases where I don't know what I don't know. There's probably by the time I get there at one o'clock, there's probably a good number of things that are so far gone that I don't even realize they were there. I heard that people at wine and not wine and dine at marathon weekend were lining up for the expo at 4 a.m. on the first day. Okay. If it means that much to you, make up your mind. That's what you're going to have to do. If not, then be like me, <laughs> sleep in, enjoy your day, get there at one o'clock. There's still merchandise there. It's not like there's nothing there. Uh, I've I've got pins from Marathon Weekend. I've got uh, a mug, which, by the way, don't put those mugs in the dishwasher. <laughs> oh, that was so disappointing. We got this 2020 Marathon Weekend mug with now says, I think, 200 Marathon Weekend or something. I don't know. It's really disappointing. But uh, but yeah, if you if you. If that's what you want to do, then get there really early. That's what you're going to need to do. The other two things, and you said this, but I want to add my two cents too. Number one, this applies to all Disney runs. Trust your training. If you went through the Galloway training and you did what it said to do, you're going to be just fine. Trust that. It works. And the last one, and and again, you said this, and we'll say it for every run. Disney runs are special, and they're different. Enjoy your journey. Take your time. It's not a PR course. You're going to get frustrated by the crowds. Just accept that. Relax. Enjoy your journey. Any other last-minute thoughts, gang? So... Uh, as previously mentioned on the podcast, um, I was originally going to be going to Princess Weekend, and I will not be now. Oh man! Um, so I know I'm really I'm, I really am disappointed. It's a super bittersweet thing, but I had some personal things come up. Yeah, it's a good news. It's a good news thing for you, right? Like, yeah, for sure. Um, but I will be there for Springtime Surprise. I am not missing that at all. Got it. No, 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 you shouldn't. That's great. Um, of course, you, you know that probably a good 20 or 30 listeners just dropped out now, you know. I know. you're not going to be there. Much disappointment. I promised somebody on Facebook that you'd be there. One of our, in the, in the run, uh, in the uh, Rise and Run podcast group, somebody talked about being there for Princess. And I said, well, make sure to find Lexi. But, jeez. Next we'll, just, we'll just have to postpone the, the, the Lexi fan club meetup. It's I, know, yeah. I know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be there extra for springtime surprise. Okay. And, and if you want to tune in, I'll be making videos for. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop. <laughs> Passport to run. Yes. I'll surprise. be a son of a gun. 
<laughs> I finally got it right. I, I, how many times have I gotten that wrong? No. <laughs> um, no, springtime surprise. I'm really looking forward to it because the week before the race, I'm going to be at Disneyland Paris. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'll be having lots of, lots of info and um, updates and, uh, Disneyland Paris is starting their 30th anniversary on Okay. Well, I look forward to hearing about that. No joke. That's good for you. That sounds like a great time. Congratulations. Yeah. That's cool. I'm running a 10K in Paris. Oh, wow. Just Neat. for the heck of it. Just <laughs> it's, it's an, Is it an organized 10K? Mm-hmm. It's called the um, Le, uh, Le Foule de Assurasson. Of course, but of course, très bien, très bien, But no, it's a. Um, I believe it's like a heart health um, combined with um, insurance or, or something. I don't know. It's an organized <laughs> pay, and I found it for the days I'm going to be in Paris. <laughs> I think that's great. I think that's really cool. I want to hear about it. And it sounds like a lot of fun. But speaking of traveling, I just got back from a trip. I want to share some of what went on. Let's talk about, uh, it's a run thing, but not exactly. I'll tell you a little bit about Disney Cruise Lines and the state of affairs right now. as They're still pretty well dominated by COVID rules. And I understand that everything I say here right now on a trip that I was on last week may change by the time this podcast airs. But the way it worked, uh, we booked, uh, we actually booked on a kind of a short notice. And we booked for a seven night Eastern Caribbean trip because Becky and I have sailed out of Canaveral a couple of times before. We've always gone to Customaya and uh, Nassau and the Western Caribbean stuff. And we were kind of tired of it. So the Eastern Caribbean trip was going to the Virgin Islands. We thought, ah, it's exciting. Let's go. All set. And then Tuesday, we're sailing on uh, Saturday now. Tuesday, Disney sends us an email and says, congratulations, you're all booked. Oh, by the way, you're going to the Western Caribbean. So they changed the itinerary on that short of a notice. Now, we could have backed out. We could have delayed. We could have done a number of things, but we decided that uh, really, as far as we're concerned, the most important thing is just being on the boat. It's just having fun in the ship and the uh, cast members. And that turned out to be true. So even though, even though the itinerary changed and we weren't excited about that, we went anyway. Now that's uh, bad news, good news. Because when when Disney did that, again, we booked late. So when we went on to the cruise line website and tried to book some of the activities on board the ship, they were all booked up. They were all sold out. The whiskey tasting, the beer tasting, the martini tasting. Are you detecting a theme? Anyway, they were all <laughs> sold out. Uh, reservations at the two big restaurants in the back, Palo and Remy, they were all sold out and we just kind of shrugged our shoulders and said, okay, well, when the itinerary changed, all that got blown up because 
people who were planning to be on the ship on a certain day because it was at sea made reservations on the ship. And now it was going to go into port. And so all that got turned around. And what happened was you couldn't book anything until you got on board on the day it sailed. So when we got on board on Saturday, these things that were all booked up before were now all wide open. So we got a chance to make some reservations there, and that worked out pretty well for us. Uh, the way it's working right now, you drive into the parking lot. Remember, we drive. We don't fly. I don't know how it works for passengers who flew, but um, we drive. You drive into the parking garage. You drive into an assigned spot, and you take a COVID test right there in that parking spot. It's self-administered. They say, okay, go ahead and drive on. We'll email you with your results in approximately 45 minutes. And that was just about right. It, it worked out right about 45 minutes. You got the, you're good to go and you got a chance to board. The rules were masks at all indoor sites. We had Star Wars Day, which was cool. I'm, I, I like Star Wars, but I'm not that big of a Star Wars guy that it made that much of a difference to me, but it was fun. One thing I think will probably, they'll probably continue to do all the pre-boarding. If you've ever been on a Disney cruise before, you get into the, the big center there, then you go to see someone and you show them your passport and they give you your key to the world card and all that. All that's done online now. And I think that'll probably stay that way because that worked out really well. Your card was in your room when you got there. That worked out great. We had fun. We went to the first stop. We were going to go to Castaway K anyway. And instead of, it was going to be the last stop, but instead it was the first stop. And since this is a uh, run Disney show, I will talk about the Castaway K 5K for just a moment. They are doing it. If you've ever done it before, you know you pre register, it's free. I don't, I think if you're just doing it, Alicia, I know you've done it. Is there a bib if you just do the castaway? I don't think there is. When I did it before, I haven't done it for a while, but I always got a bib. Oh, okay. I know you got a bib if it was part of the challenge. If you had come out of marathon weekend and then went, I know you got a bib for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're. I remember we all met at one of the lounges and then we all uh, disembarked together and walked to the start line. Well, of course, none of that. None of that's going on. There's no bibs. Uh, you get on the island at whatever time you get on the island now. And there's kind of, we get on the island and we get on the tram and we head out to Serenity Bay. Serenity Bay! That's for Seinfeld fans, okay? <laughs> so That's where the old folks hang. All right. Yeah, 18 and older, I think, or maybe 21 and older to go out to Serenity Bay. I don't know who named that place. So, but there's uh, three stops on the way out. Uh, and the first two are at family beaches. And then you get out to, and you have to get on another tram out to Serenity Bay. We get out there and my, my wife decides that she needs some suntan lotion of a certain uh, SPF. Says, will you go get me some? Sure. Well, they don't sell it at Serenity Bay. <laughs> so, I had to take the tram back to the second stop. No big deal. When I got there, I asked the person in the little 
the, the cast member who was selling the stuff, hey, can you tell me about the Castaway K5 case? She says, sure. It starts right here. And she walks me out the door and we turn right. And there are a couple cast members right there. And there's a sign that says Castaway K 5K start. And you head out. It's marked on the island. It's, it's an out and back. You go out, you hit the old abandoned runway there. You make a loop. You go to the end of the runway. You turn around. Well, in my case, you go to the end of the runway. You stop your Garmin. You walk uh, onto the beach to give your wife her suntan lotion. And then you go back to where you were and you start your garment again. And then you make that other loop and come back. And when you get back there, those cast members are still there. They, they tell you when you leave, Hey, we'll be here when you get back. Cause they're basically, I think they're all day. And they give you your little, your little castaway K rubber metal. If you've ever seen him before, it's unchanged. It's not like the challenge metal, which is a real metal, but it's, well, it's real metal. It's just not made of, it's a real metal, M-E-D-A-L. It's just not made of metal, M-E-T-A-L. It's, it's made of rubber. Uh, it's different from the first two that I got. So they've changed the design just a little bit. But that still works. There were a fair number of folks doing it. Uh, I mean, probably less than 100, but I, I saw a fair number of people. And I didn't start till like 10 o'clock in the morning. So I think some people started before me. So that's my experience with the Castaway 5K and just generally Disney Cruise. Hey, the cruises are great. They're, they're wonderful. And I don't care. You got those little problems that you have to put up with. They were all right. And the thing that makes them great is the cast members. Yeah, so the Castaway K5K, that starts all day long, you said, right? So I can yeah, I think like so. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. I think so, John. I think so. Um, we got, I didn't get the ship docked. I think they started unloading people. Golly, I'm going to say eight 30, but I'm not sure about that, but we didn't get on until about nine or 10. And, and the, the young lady there, her comment was, we're going to be here all day. Well, no, 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 no. That's not what she said. She said, we'll be here when you get back period. Like it didn't matter how long it took. So yeah, I think they were there all day. Hey, I'm glad I did it. It was fun. It was pretty neat. And as far as t-shirts, they have them. You just got to buy your own. And of course I did. So, hey, look, it was fun. The whole week was fun. Uh, Becky and I, my wife and I have been looking forward to it for a while. Well, we were a little disappointed in the itinerary change, but it was the first time we'd been on a cruise longer than four nights. And the, the neatest thing about it is you know how great the cast members are on the cruise, your room steward, your waiter, and all that. You got a chance to know those folks a whole lot better, and that was really, really cool. So it was fun. Hope you have a chance to do it in the not-too-distant future. Well, moving right along, time for the race report. Okay, let's take a look at who's running this weekend. Uh, last weekend, our friends Judy and Dean ran the, I don't remember the name of it. It was a 5K, and I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, I had it written down before, but I know I deleted it by mistake. Congratulations to Judy and Dean are finishing their 5K. We're going to talk to Judy and Dean in a, in a couple of weeks, or I think maybe next week, about the Donna Marathon. They both did that. 
And maybe they'll tell us what the name of the 5K was that they did this week. Our buddy Pamela was going to be in Bermuda this weekend, but now she's not. I think she decided the weather where she lives. And uh, Alicia, Pamela lives in Minnesota, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah, I, I knew she lived in one of them cold weather states. I thought it was, I was almost certain it was Minnesota. She, I think she decided the weather was just too nice in Minnesota right now that she couldn't break away to go to Bermuda. That's got to be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pamela, I feel bad for you. She didn't have to drop out, though. She did defer. She's going to do it in 2023. And don't feel too bad for Pamela. She's going to be at Princess the next week. And I promise you, Pamela's really good about her costuming. She's got an A-plus costume game, and uh, she does a great job with that. So she's got that coming up. Speaking of Princess, which we've been speaking about quite a bit, it's just about time for us to do the Princess Roll Call. We'll do it next week, just like we did for Walt Disney World weekend, uh, Marathon weekend. So. And we've got about 50 names on our list right now. But if you're running any of the events on Princess Weekend and you haven't put your name into our file yet, please go to the Rise and Run podcast page on Facebook. Look in the announcements section. I'll make sure to pin it to the top of the announcements section. And there's a file there. The... uh, RDMT race file. You can add your own name or you can just put your name in the comments there and I'll add it for you. And then next week we'll read the names of everybody who's running Princess at Walt Disney World. And in addition, if this is a special event for you, the Princess Run, if it's your first run at a specific distance, if it's your first run down at Disney, let us know that too. We like to know that and we like to highlight those kind of things and give you credit for it. Well, that does it for this week's race report, but we've got a great interview coming up with Laura and Greg, why don't you tell us about that? Absolutely. Thanks, Bob. So Laura is such a fascinating story. I I first stumbled upon her and her accounts and her journey with running. Thanks to our good friend, Gerald Resnick, uh, over of uh, Res Runs YouTube fame. And I remember it was during his training series. I, I can't remember if it was for his Goofy training series back in 2017 or Doping in 2018. But I remember, you know, in a couple of episodes, you know, he was talking about other people on YouTube that was inspiring him. And one of those people was Laura and her uh, her YouTube page is Laura Runs and Eats. She is an actress and avid runner, but also an educator as well. Started up in New York City, but now she's doing some great things down in uh, the Sunshine State. So uh, we wanted to have her on to um, talk to us about a really awesome fundraising opportunity that she's doing uh, and as it ties into Run Disney as well. So, Laura, thanks so much for coming on the Rise and Run podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. I love you guys. I love the podcast. I, Like I said before we started recording, I am sharing it with everyone I know. It's because I think we've been so hungry for 
another run Disney podcast to emerge. And, and man, you, you all emerged at the exact right time. I'm loving it. So thank you guys. You get me through my runs each week. I get so excited when I get the little notification. <laughs> I'm like, woohoo. Well, we really appreciate it. And we had a blast uh, talking with you post uh, the half marathon at uh, Marathon Weekend uh, this year. So it's always great to, you know, these friends that we make on social media, you know, to be able to, you know, chat live in person is just the most awesome feeling uh, in the world. So. Oh, I think it's the coolest. And I, because I, you know, I hear you guys, so I, I hadn't seen you guys. And then to put your voice to your face in front of me is one of like the coolest coolest things when you because you know we are all meeting so many people through the internet and and then when you see in real life you're like oh my you're living breathing human being in real life I'm so you <laughs> being in my ear and then here you are in front of me it's pretty magical so awesome yeah so one of the reasons why we wanted to uh speak with you uh today was you had mentioned in your instagram stories probably this might have been maybe a couple of weeks before wine and dine 2021 that you had a really ambitious goal as it related to charitable work and run Disney. So why don't you tell everybody um, about what that goal is and the organization as uh, that it relates to? Sure. So it actually, it goes back to 2020. Um, originally my plan. So I, I started running in 20. 16 princess half marathon was my very very first half marathon uh that the previous fall i had told myself laura you're turning 35 at the time i was turning 35 i was like you can do something really scary i was like this is my pep talk i'm giving myself you can do something scary and you can actually run longer than three miles it is you you're capable of running longer than three miles at the time anything past three miles just seemed like a, a no-go for me. I was like, nope. I was a sprinter when I was younger and competitively sprinted. I was like, nope, 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 nope. That's punishment. Anything past three miles is punishment. I'm not doing it. Um, so I decided to sign up for the Princess Half Marathon. Knew nothing about Run Disney. Like, knew nothing about half marathon training. I, I feel blessed every day that the first name that popped up whenever I opened up the Run Disney website was Jeff Galloway because I immediately said, I, I don't know how to train. Oh, look, here's someone who Disney trusts. So I'm going to print this off. I'm going to start training with him. And I remember I trained so, like I followed that training to a T. I was terrified at the time of these things that I kept reading about in Reddit called balloon ladies. I had this this idea in my <laughs> brain that they were this wall of, of women that they just kind of they just kind of barreled over you as you were running, and I remember that race. I got there, and when I tell you that I went out of the starting gate like I was a stallion, uh, I ran so hard, so fast to the point where I caught up with the group in front of me. Now this is when Disney was giving you a lot of you know room time between each wave, and I remember crossing that um, finish line, and I was like, I, I was heaving. <laughs> And I didn't stop for any characters. And I asked the woman who put the medal around my neck. I was like, are the balloon ladies behind me? And she was like, um, they're like two hours behind <laughs> you. You're, you're good. And I was like, what? And I remember saying to my husband, I go, I will never run a run Disney race at that speed, at that terror ever again. I'm like, I need to stop for characters. I need to do all this. So that was the catalyst for me going into run Disney and running. Loved it. So magical. Now I spend all my money on Run Disney. I, I 
learned really quickly um, what a gift it is to run and to be able to run and to get to run. And at the time I was teaching uh, a lot of fitness classes. So I was constantly in a place where I was trying to get other people to understand uh, their capabilities and to not sell themselves short. And it fast forward many run Disney races later, many, many races later, uh, and being able to do the 2018 marathon and then the 2018 New York City marathon that year as well. I was like, you know, I have been so blessed in in the world of running and it has it has given me people like you in my life. And I said, I, I really want to give back to the sport that has given so much to me. So I was like, what could be my next big challenge? And that's when I decided that I knew 2020 was going to be my year of running for charity. All of my big races, anything that had like a big challenge to it, I was going to make sure I ran for charity. And I knew that was going to be difficult because what's and we'll talk about this when it comes to the challenges of running for charity, but it's to continually ask people, usually the same people for money all the time. Um, even when it's the best cause under the sun, you know, you're constantly going back to the same grouping of people and asking. So I knew this was going to be hard and humbling because I have to also know that people will say no, and that's an okay answer as well when it comes to asking for money. Um, but then, so I had all these races and in, in plans. I was running the 2020 New York City Marathon again. I was doing the Goofy Challenge again. I was like doing all these things. And then, of course, we all know what happened in 2020. And then all of those, everything got deferred or it got pushed back and all of this. And then I thought, all right, that's fine. That's fine. I will, I'll run for charity in 2021. And then, of course, that was a rocky year. And not a lot of races were happening or races that were going to happen, then all of a sudden turned virtual again. And it was just, it was up and down. So I was like, okay, then run Disney announced they were going to come back. And at this point I had been living on a hope and a prayer that these races were going to come back. I went ahead and signed up. Uh, I, I had originally been running in 2020 for Autism Speaks. Um, and the reason being because at the time I was working at an incredible school in New York City called the Rebecca School, which is a school for special needs uh, children all the way from kindergarten through the first two years of college. And I was teaching yoga there, yoga for special needs. And so I had a lot of autistic children in my classes. So it was an organization that that really did speak to me and, and speak to the work I was doing in New York City. So I, I wanted to tie myself to a, a cause that I felt strongly about and I had a personal connection to. And we can get into how this all came about because there was a little bit of um, an issue with charities and Run Disney when Run Disney first came back. So I had been with Autism Speaks up to that point and also with them all the way up through Wine and Dine 2021 when Run Disney said they were coming back. So I had kept in contact with them. They kept us abreast of everything that was going on, all of the changes. And then they had reached out to us, sent us an email that said, we actually don't have any bibs. We Run Disney we don't have the bibs we thought we were going to have for wine and dine or for any of the races, because you could, you could take what was your charity and move it to one of the run Disney races that they had announced for 2021, 2022. And I was like, Oh no, not again. This is now going on. There's so many times I've been trying to get this go off the ground. 
And then a friend reached out to me and said, hey, um, I'm running for a charity called Kelsey's Hope Foundation. And they, she has bibs for uh, wine and dine. And I was like, oh my goodness, amazing. Can you get me in contact with whoever I need to be in contact with there? And I'll let them know the situation with Autism Speaks and now this. And she did. And um, it was it was almost, it was this wonderful um, happenstance, serendipity that I'm with Kelsey's Hope because at the time, I not only was I working with children with special needs, but I was specifically working with uh, privately with young children who have leukemia and other forms of cancer that are too sick to be at school and around other children. So they have to work privately in their homes. Um, so I had worked, I had been working with uh, children that, that were dealing with cancer and at Sloan Kettering and other places like that. And so I felt like, all right, this is also another organization that I have some personal connection with um, and means a lot to me. And so I ran Wine and Dine with Kelsey's Hope. And I had thought in that moment that it would be, I would do uh, wine and dine with Kelsey's Hope, and then I would find other charities to do. But I ended up just falling in love with this foundation and the people surrounding it. And they are so incredible and they go above and beyond any any organization when it comes to not only the work they're doing, but also uh, how they treat the people that are are raising the money for them. It's 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 really incredible. So I'm I kind of was like, you know what? It's gonna be a year of Kelsey's Hope. And now I'm moving into um not with Princess because I I wasn't running Princess originally and then typical run Disney, they kept opening up those bibs and I went ahead and just snatched one up myself. I was like, fine, 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 fine. Um, but springtime surprise and then I'll do uh wine and dine marathon again and then I'll do dopey. Uh, through that organization. So uh, that is that is how I am making this goal that I had two years ago <laughs> come to fruition. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's basically a little bit of, of how I got to where I got with Kelsey's Hope Foundation. That's absolutely awesome. Now, um, could you give us a little backstory about the, the Kelsey's Hope Foundation itself and the backstory and what about the story of Kelsey's Hope drew you to, to the organization? Sure. So, um, and now, of course, I'm going to give you the very paraphrased kind of uh, background story to Kelsey's Hope. I actually have some notes uh, that I made just so I made <laughs> sure I was like, you know, making, hitting all of the right, the right uh, things here. But uh, so basically Kelsey's Hope, in a nutshell, uh gives and and makes the wishes and dreams of children fighting cancer and life-threatening illnesses, they give back to those children. So something that I didn't realize, and this is a little bit of my own ignorance when it comes to these kind of things, but I grew up assuming that every child that wanted um, to have a wish come true through Make-A-Wish Foundation was granted that wish if they had cancer. I was always under that assumption growing up that that's how that worked. Um, as I have gotten older, I realized that's not how that works. And that's why you have incredible things like Give Give Kids the World and organizations and foundations like Kelsey's Hope that can make sure that children have other outlets in which to have their wishes fulfilled as they're going through uh, these kind of difficult, difficult situations and their families are going through them as well. Um, so uh, the story of Kelsey, Kelsey, uh, the, the namesake for Kelsey's Hope Foundation, she uh, 
had uh, had cancer and uh, passed away, and her uh, fiance and family uh, and and Ashlyn, who is kind of the 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 leader of of the group, and you can definitely when you're on their uh, Instagram page, you'll you'll see many many pictures of her. She is the most incredible human and cheerleader and just um, amazing amazing person. Uh, but they created this organization foundation in honor of Kelsey and her love. She was a big Disney fan. Um, she did a lot of work uh, while, when she was living and going through um, her, her time with cancer to give back to to children and um, raise money and awareness. She had a particular type of cancer, osteosarcoma, uh, which is a, an aggressive form of bone cancer. And uh, she started her treatment plan in February of 2006. Uh, it included six months of chemotherapy and surgery to replace four inches of her shin bone with a metal prosthesis. Oh, wow. And then another six months of chemotherapy. She was treated for this at the St. Louis Children's Hospital, where she ended up spending more time there than at home. Um, the website also will tell you Kelsey's life changed dramatically as she was too sick to attend school and life as she knew it seemed to be going on without her. So that part of her story as a child dealing with this spoke to me so much because I under, I, I, I spent my days in New York City being around children that were too sick to go to school or they because of the treatments that they were going through they uh, were susceptible, their immune systems were uh, at risk for other possible viruses and um, different different illnesses that maybe, you know, that we all, if you're in the school system, you deal with a lot. I mean, kids get sick so easily and they pass those germs on to each other. And I thought about Kelsey in those situations and what it, what it must have been like at home. And I was a little inspired by this young young girl that I worked with. Um, she was only three at the time. And I remember she was going through three, okay, three years old. And she was going through her treatment. And at that point, they had her on five different types of chemotherapy. And she was on prednisone, which is a type of steroid. Prednisone can wreak havoc on a lot of different things. Um, it makes you gain weight. It makes you, uh, you know, go through mood swings and all these things. So this little tiny three-year-old body was like handling all of this stuff. And I remember one day we were... Uh, we played yoga because uh, the organization that I work for and continue to work for, Karma Kids Yoga, their mentality is come play yoga, have an appreciation for yoga so that when you're an adult, you might keep doing yoga, maybe. Um, and her mom, she had lost her hair and her mom had bought her all of these Disney princess wigs. And so we used to wear these Disney princess wigs while we were doing yoga. And I remember in her three little, she had the Pocahontas wig on, right? And it's like this super long hair. And she was looking in the mirror and I remember her like playing with his hair. And she said to me, she was like, Miss Laura, one day I'm going to have hair again like Pocahontas and it's going to blow in the wind just like Pocahontas. Oh my goodness. And it was like in that moment, I, I thought, wow. The amount of strength that a child has in that moment to, to deal with something that is larger than life to, she taught me so much. She was like, when she, when she felt uh, tired, she rested. When she wanted to play, she played. She was, she lived so much in that moment that I thought, God, this is such a good lesson as an adult to just live in the moment and to also always keep things into perspective, right? So when I'm having a bad day, 
I'll be okay. Like my bad day, I will be okay. And so when I started learning more about Kelsey's Hope Foundation and who Kelsey was and what she dealt with as a child, a young person dealing with cancer, that just, it reminded me of that moment with my, my, my young, my young yogi that I thought, yeah, this is the, this is the right foundation for me to be, to be working with. And, um, but, uh, a little bit more on Kelsey, just to kind of give you where her story went here. And, and these are, of course, you can read all about this on their, their website as well. But, um, by January, 2007, Kelsey was cancer free. Um, she regained control of her life. She returned to school and to the dance team. Uh, the next few years were amazing for her. And then in 2008, uh, when she, uh, her fairy tale, this is when she met her, her fiance, Joey, in front of Cinderella's castle, uh, they engaged to be married. Um, and then in May of 2010 is when uh, a chest x-ray indicated that the osteosarcoma had uh, metastasized in her right lung. So it had returned. Um, at this point, um, she's now an adult um, dealing with the return of, of a childhood cancer. And so, um, and, and as you, you know, she, she has passed away since, and this is her kind of legacy that is being left. So, uh, and, and, and so much more information on their website that you can read about, about Kelsey and her amazing journey and story and, um, just what spoke to me as someone. And I, I do think that that is important when you are looking for a charity that, you have, uh, you find a personal connection or at least something that, that makes you want to fight hard to do your best for that charity is, is to me really important. So, and that's why I was like, wow, it's, it's amazing that serendipitously Kelsey's hope came into my life when run Disney let go of bibs over here and then gave bibs to, um, these smaller foundations that were looking to kind of get more people involved in their, in their work. So yeah, but that's, that's a little bit, but like I said, so much more on um, the website. So I definitely encourage listeners to go check them out. And I notice, and I'm assuming most of the listeners that listen to this podcast are Disney people as well and run Disney people. uh, The presence of Kelsey's hope is, it's like, you'll see it at the Disney races. Oh yeah. You you guys had a very strong contingency. Yeah. Right. It was not hard to miss you. (laughs) We had those like neon uh, tanks on with the pink and the tutus. So yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited for them that they've had this opportunity to grow and to get more people involved. So yeah, they're really incredible, incredible, incredible. And we'll be sure to put it in the show notes, but uh, for those of you that are interested, the website is kelseyshopefoundation.com, and that's where you can learn all about uh, the organization. When you sign up for a bib, is it through the Run Disney website or is it through the organization itself? It's through the organization itself. So when I had originally signed up through Autism Speaks, usually the larger organizations, like on the Run Disney website, if you kind of, although now I'd have to go back and see if they've started to name their the organizations they work with specifically, because they used to. On the Run Disney website, it used to say, um, you know, here are, are the foundations, organizations, and charities that we that we work with. And it would be some of the big names, as you would imagine, like the bigger name charities that are out there. Um, and then from there you go to that website and you sign up, you, you sign the commitment, you put in all of the information for this particular one. Uh, 
because I, a friend of mine reached out to me and said, Kelsey's Hope has bibs for, uh, for wine and dine would, or for any of the race, I should say any of the race weekends for the 2021, 2022 season. What I did was they sent me an invite, uh, through Eventbrite. They usually use Eventbrite as their kind of, um, a way to send, send, uh, Evites to prospective runners that want to run for their charity. Uh, with Autism Speaks and with the American Cancer Society and those larger groups, you can directly go to their website and usually in the search engine of their website, type in, uh, you know, uh, Run Disney Weekend, or I almost said Star Wars. I almost said Star Wars. Run Disney <laughs> <laughs> Type in Star Wars, Run Disney Weekend, because that was originally what I was running running um uh and type that in and then it'll lead you to the page where you can start to do the process of, of joining as a charity runner um a lot of the charities will you'll it's a guaranteed entry for you but you pay for your bib other charities will include the cost of the bib within the total that is the total that you need to raise correct yeah that's what happened with me with give kids the world Mm. When I so when I signed up through them for the Goofy Challenge for this past marathon weekend, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna pay. You know, this is my my bib fee or whatever. And then all of a sudden, when I finished clicking the registration, it was like, okay, you have you know your page, you have raised you know three hundred and and fifty dollars. And I was like, oh, I never really thought about that. That I'm killing two birds with one stone yeah. because here I am, I'm getting my bib, and I'm also supporting this amazing organization. And since it is tax time, folks, those are also tax deductible uh, donations <laughs> yes, as well. They too. Are. Yes, so they are. um yeah, so the, it's good to know that, that Kelsey's Hope and a lot of, you know, I, I would have to assume uh other charities are probably, you know, act similar in, in terms of how that, you know, registration fee works towards your total amount raised. Yeah. Do you have yeah. to have like a certain amount to raise? Is there like a goal amount or is it just whatever you can get to donate? You will have a minimum that you will need to raise, and it will change depending on which race you are running. So if you're running only a singular race, your charity commitment is is a lot smaller than if you choose to run a challenge race. So for instance, uh, in in the case of Marathon Weekend, if you were doing, um, like I did the Goofy Challenge, which I believe I had, I believe it was like a $900 commitment for the Goofy Challenge. I needed to make sure that my minimum needed to be 900. No, I'm sorry, $800. It was it's smaller than that. It was $800, 850, 850. Um, whereas Dopey, because you're doing all four races, I believe that one was 1250 was your minimum uh, need, need to raise 1250. Now for springtime surprise, I'm doing all of the races. So I'm doing the 5K, the 10K and the 10 miler. And that was, that is 950. So it, it just varies depending on what you choose to do. Okay. Uh, yeah. And and so, and it I believe it, it depends, and that might have a little bit to do also with the offset cost of how much each race bib is or how much each race is going in into it. I think that might have, that might play into how they factor how much you need to raise. Um, but I mean, I, I, I basically did the same thing. I, I, I put, I donate into the, the kitty as it were, I donate what my race bib would have been. 
which gives me a jump start on raising funds because I was going to buy that bib anyway. So I might as well put it into my, my charity. And then that helps me as someone that, that takes the load off a little bit on having to then try and make up a lot of money repeat, especially since I am repeatedly doing this and asking, asking people for money. Wait, the, so, okay. So I'm a little curious about, um, so you know how you get like the t-shirts and everything with Run Disney? I'm guessing you get the same thing with Kelsey's Hope. But also what I had a question about is you got you said that everybody was wearing the tutus. So how was that planned? Was it already included with the donation or hold on wording, but you know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I got you. I got you. I, I, I totally got you. Um, what is amazing is, and I didn't actually know that this was a thing. This is I should have read like all the fine print because I didn't know we were going to get such great swag from Kelsey's foundation. You know, that was like the, I didn't even think that way. Uh, But you, uh, with Kelsey's Hope Foundation, they throw this party Ah. at Splitsville. Now it was at Splitsville this year. It could change like every year or every race that they do, but it was at Splitsville and it was a party. It was like, the food was incredible. Um, I went up there so I could grab my race flag. I didn't. I didn't end up hanging out because I, I got there. Um, my my run Disney weekends now are a little different because I have um, now I'm working like a real job where they have HR and they have things like uh, personal time and sick leave. I'm like <laughs> all these new terms uh, that I never knew before as an actor. Uh, so I have to show up to Disney races a little bit different than everyone else does. Uh, so I showed up incredible spread. Like think of all the Kelsey Hope collars. It's just, it was like an explosion of Kelsey's Hope. And then they had a step and repeat. They had a photographer there. It was amazing. And they gave you this race swag. And in that was your race um, tank, which you are under no obligation to have to wear. They're not like, you must wear this to one of your races. Um, And then they had a medal. Oh my gosh, the medal was so beautiful because it was their 10 year anniversary medal, but it had... A, 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 an icon for every race weekend of Run Disney. So it had like a little um, icon for all the different that 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 was representative of all the race weekends. It was so beautiful, and so that was really exciting. And then, of course, in the swag bag, you know, it was like a the old school backpacks that they used to give us at at the Run Disney weekends, and it had you know snacks and things in it. So it was it was really amazing, and I had no idea because I I did not read all the way down to the bottom of the page where they told me that I would get a a, a race tank. But the reason you saw so many people in it really was because we, the people who, people love Kelsey's Hope and running for it. And it, we wanted to, to represent them on the, the course. And I know because they were the neon kind of neon colors, we had decided a group of us that we would go kind of like eighties vibe on on the look so um somewhere the tutus we wore our sparkle athletic skirts um because much like my devotion to jeff galloway i also have a devotion to sparkle athletic um, <laughs> it's, it's just like so uh so i wore that and, and we we threw on fanny packs and um which oh, are i not, love it oh. <laughs> fanny packs are not run friendly I mean, they, no. they are not. 1980s fanny packs not the best when it comes to the uh, the the running of thirteen miles, uh, but yeah, lesson learned, lesson learned there. Uh, but yeah, so we just kind of threw it on and wanted to represent Kelsey's Hope, and yeah, so we just had such a good time, and and it, it's like a party out there. And then you have so many Kelsey Hope 
what we call them Kelsey's crew. So we had so many crew members out there spectating that you never felt alone on course. There's always like, okay, I'm going to run. And as soon as I see them, that's going to give me that boost of, of energy. I mean, I, I would imagine eventually one day, um, Rise and Run will have their own uh, run crews out there, <laughs> their own, uh, their crew of runners, kind of like WDW Radio has their, I always know I'm going to see them at the boardwalk. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. things, so, yeah. Well, one day, that that, that is the hope. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the one question I had for you is, you know, having just gone through this experience myself with Give Kids the World, you know, it's one thing to send an email to friends and family or post something on Facebook you know, it, it's a big commitment just to do it for one race. And here you are doing it for a whole boatload of them. Tell us about some of the creative ways that you have come up with in order to raise money to uh, achieve all of these goals. Um, so, yes. So I have put my fitness to use and uh, my run coaching to use. Basically, I needed to find out, okay, what do I have that I can give in return? So for me, I want to be able to give something to people that, that, that help me raise this money. So a lot of times I will use things like between, you know, this day and this day, if you donate X amount of money, you will get a free uh, coaching session with me or uh, a private uh, runner strength session. Um, so I try to find incentives that will, especially towards the end, whenever it's getting down to the the wire and I'm, I'm like in those last stages of, of um, raising money, I will start to do little things like that. Um, I also do, uh, I teach bar, uh, which is a form of Pilates. And so I do on, on regularly each week have a Disney bar class where it started during the pandemic. We come in our sparkle skirts, our Mickey ears, and we do a bar class and we have fun and listen to Disney music and all this stuff. Well, I started making a few of those charity bar classes so that, um, open, they're always open to anyone, but I would say instead of the money going towards me this week, all of the proceeds that I make in this week of teaching are going to go towards my Kelsey Hope Foundation um, fundraising goal. Um, I, I'm, I'm having something coming up next week, right before we all head out to Princess, that's called um, uh, Bar and Brews. And basically, it will be a strength for runners. It'll be a class. And then afterwards, everybody hangs out. They can. I, I, I am an open book to questions and answers when it comes to any run coaching questions that are needed. Uh, you can get your favorite brew together, whether that's coffee and or otherwise. Um, all brews are welcome. Finding little things that I can do and give back helps. Guilting my family into which family member is uh, raising more money and giving more money <laughs> is also another way in which I get creative. And I always make sure that the person who is least likely to ever give money in uh, charity is the one that gives the most because then the rest of the family members are like, what? They gave how much? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And then they give more. <laughs> so I find creative ways to get my family. So you're trying to create the fight at the Thanksgiving table <laughs> is essentially what you're trying to say here. It is really funny because my nephew who uh, – doesn't really, you know, he never gets involved in any of the extracurricular activities of my, my family. He's the one that donated the most. And like, we could not believe, I was even shocked. I was shocked, but I thought this is fantastic. 
because now I will use him as, well, you know, who donated the most. This is so, <laughs> so that's how I, that's how I get money from my, my family. But I just try to have fun and, and come up with things that, you know, get, let people also be involved in a way or um, that they, they get to benefit to and, and hopefully learn a little something or strengthen themselves in a way and, and all that. So, yeah, but it's, it, it's challenging. It is very, I'd like now that I'm second race into it, now I'm having to actually sit down with a notebook and a pencil and be like, okay, what are some of the creative things I can do at this point that are different than I did last race? You know, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very challenging, but people are, people are very generous. They're just last minute generous. So they, they will, they, they are very generous, but they wait till the last minute, right to whenever I am like, okay, I've got T minus eight hours to get it to this particular number. You get it? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm so sorry. I meant to donate last week and just life's been crazy. And so, but they always come through in a clutch. You're fundraising. So you're saying you're doing all these races this year. I know you had you had marathon weekend in January, princess in February, springtime surprise, not Star Wars, in uh, <laughs> April, March. Uh, is it one big bucket or is it individual races? Individual races. So I re-sign up for each each race. I reach back out to Ashlyn and say, hey, I'm, I'm ready to jump back on board with it. Um, I probably could have made it in a way a way that was like one big bucket, but I have a feeling that I would have been a little overwhelmed by the total when I saw it, because that's the funny thing about like raising money for Boston, for instance, those charities, that's a big, that's a big number on the Boston charity. And I, I think I would have been a little like, Oh no, I'm going to have to sell my car to, to throw in, throw into the pot for this one. Uh, so I think it's, it's much easier to see those smaller numbers. And then at the end of the year, I'll, I'll, I'll tally all of them up and see exactly how much I ended up raising because I, I do go past the, the minimum, which is nice as well. Cause that gives them even, even more. So yeah, that, so I'm breaking it up into smaller <laughs> smaller, smaller chunks. Well, Laura, this has been an absolutely fabulous interview. We want to thank you again from com- uh, for coming on. Uh, but before we let you go, this is the time to plug yourself to infinity and beyond. So <laughs> tell people where, you know, if they're interested in helping you fundraise for Kelsey's Hope, the organization itself, your coaching, all that stuff, how can people get a hold of you? Yes. The best way, the absolute best way to get a hold of me is to DM me over um, on Instagram at laurafry underscore NYC. Uh, you can also email me at laurafryfitness at gmail.com. Um, but as all my best friends will tell you, I'm the, the world's worst emailer. I am really good at DMs and getting back to you through that. And then I keep the link uh, to my Kelsey's Hope uh, fundraising page on my Instagram bio as well. So that's an easy way to kind of jump over there and click on it. Uh, But if you email me, I can always send you the link. I'm always happy to send the links to my classes. There is no... um, registration needed in advance to show up. They're all on Zoom. Uh, We have such a good time. Friday is the Disney bar class. Uh, That's at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is filled with run Disney people. Uh, Usually the class will end and then we'll sit around in our Mickey ears and talk Disney. Like 
literally just chat Disney for we'll talk about latest news, what we're excited for, our run costumes, run costume ideas, um, our grievances with Disney. Like you name it, we will sit there and chat about it until people have to be like, I got to go eat. I got to go. Like my family's calling me to go to dinner. So we just have a really good time. And I also teach um, classes over the weekend as well. So if anyone's interested, they can always reach out and I'll send them all those links. But that's how... That's how you get a hold of me. And then just, um, you know, if you're, if you see me at a race, oh my goodness, please come up and say hi. I, I love meeting all of I get so excited meeting everyone. I just think it is like the coolest thing that this would never have been possible when I was in college. We didn't have all this access to each other. And so I get really jazzed when uh, people come up to me, and I think it's hilarious that most of them <laughs> come up to me. They don't really – they know my name's Laura because it's in the title, but they always say my handle. <laughs> or they say, Laura runs and eats, <laughs> which was like my YouTube channel only because it's like my two favorite things to do is run and eat. So I just put it as there. It was It's a funny – that whole story is like funny. But it's same with Gerald too. You mentioned Gerald. Everybody's always like, res runs? Res runs? <laughs> So yeah, we love it. It's and yeah. Well, excellent. Well, thank you so much again, and we look forward to seeing you at the next Run Disney race. Yes, see you guys there. So again, Laura, thank you so much uh, for coming on. We we love hearing about Kelsey's story and obviously your awesome journey in terms of doing all this fundraising to participate in all the Run Disney races um, for this season. That that's really an ambitious goal, really inspiring. So. We really appreciate you sharing that with us. And what we will be sure to do is uh, we in this week's show notes, we will be sure to include a link so that you can donate directly to Laura's page. Because I know she's in the midst of, I believe her goal right now is another $950. So if you have you know, some spare change that, that you can throw her way uh, to help you know, this awesome organization that she told us about, we'd really appreciate it. I know she'd really appreciate it as well. So thanks again, Laura. Yeah. That's great, and we appreciate it. We didn't really start out to do this, but in the course of what's closing in on 20 episodes now, we've had a chance to highlight several charities. Uh, we've, we've spoken on several occasions about Give Kids the World. Uh, we talked with Kim about Ainsley's Angels, and we talked with Wendy and Ross about Achilles International. And now we've got Kelsey's Hope. If, if you've got a favorite cause out there you'd like to tell us about, again, drop us a note either on the Rise and Run podcast page or on Instagram, and we'll see if we can't get with you to talk about it because we appreciate the opportunity to do those kind of things. Wrapping up here, uh, we looked and we noticed two new, re- uh, two new five-star reviews on the Apple podcast page. Thank you so much, Chasen a Dream and Ruth1969. We genuinely heartfelt appreciation for you to take in the time, even if it's just a line or two. We thank you very much. It means a lot to us. And again, we think it's helpful in helping others find this podcast. And John, you were saying that you had cracked the code on Spotify on how people can drop a rating on Spotify. So if you're going on the app now uh, and you pull up the Rise and Run page, there's the three dots next to that, next to the cog. If you click on that, there's a couple of things to do. 
Two of them we would really like you to do. One of them we wouldn't. One is <laughs> following, which we don't want you to do. But it's great to show and share it. Oh, I thought maybe one of them was give us money. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so please rate us and uh, share, share it with your friends. Okay. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. All right, gang. I think that just about wraps it up for another week with the Rise and Run crew. As always, it's been a blast. We love spending time with you. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, We look forward. Sadly, none of us now are going to be at Princess, but we look forward to seeing you in uh, seven or eight weeks at the springtime surprise. Until then, I hope your training is going well. And as always, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer. 